Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Success Hackers Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, number 11. Success Hackers is brought to you by Meet Advisors, empowering business through advice. Scott Hansen here. My fellow entrepreneurs, who is ready to crush it today? Live the life you were meant to live. Be extraordinary and play big in both your life and business. It's all about getting out of your comfort zone and into your strength zone. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Sam Crowley. Sam, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock, Scott. (laughs) All right, awesome. Sam Crowley is the creator of the fastest growing personal development site on the planet, EverydayIsSaturday.com. He is a former Fortune 100 executive who is now a highly sought after speaker on the topics of sales, marketing, entrepreneurial startups, and team building. He has presented to Fortune 100 companies and international organizations. Sam resigned from the corner office on May. 2005 and began what can only be described as an incredible entrepreneurial journey. Sam documented each step along the way, knowing full well it would become the blueprint for anyone going through massive transition in his or her life. From C-level executives to small business owners, Sam has taught the everyday is Saturday message to people all over the world looking to find their own Saturday. His podcast, often funny, sometimes poignant, and always relevant, has had millions of downloads from people in over 100 countries worldwide since its launch. Sam's been featured on several radio and television shows in North America, Europe, and Australia, and is also a published author writing books such as No More Workdays, The Journey to Making Every Day a Saturday, and Sell from Stage, Without Toasting Rubber Chickens. Sam Crowley, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you. Hey, man, it's great to be here, Scott. Ready to rock and roll, buddy. So, Sam, I gave Hacker Nation just a little background of who you are, but would love for you to share more about you and the Every Day is Saturday brand. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate the platform, buddy. Um, Look, Every Day is Saturday started as a corporate slave buying things I couldn't afford, money I didn't have to impress people I didn't even like. And uh, I was just a drone. You know, I mean, people just, they call it corporate America, Scott, because everyone's basically a corpse, you know, just walking <laughs> around. They're dead at the age of 25. It just takes 50 years to bury them. And that was me. So May 5th, 2005, told my boss to shove it. I was getting the gift of feedback on a phone call. And uh, I said, you know what, dude, I'm out pulling the ripcord. I'm out. I was running a $90 million division. And uh, he said, you can't quit. I said, I think I just did, uh, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And so my daughter Madeline used to ask me, Daddy, is tomorrow Saturday? Daddy, is tomorrow Saturday when she was three years old? And uh, I said, you know, someday every day is going to be Saturday. So I quit. I didn't really have a really good plan. I bought a Quiznos franchise, and that went under in about 
a few months, unfortunately. I wasn't really good at that stuff. So went bankrupt in 2005, October of 2005. And I had three kids under the age of five. And uh, it's like a bad country music song, man. And so <laughs> I went back to work uh, They a former company. They sat me in a cubicle, paid me $39,000 base salary to sell slept some crap and then uh, I quit again in about 18 months and that was it so I started speaking just like you are with this great podcast you got and uh, I just want to get the message out man every day is Saturday because my thought is you'd be hit by a bus tomorrow so I just want to get all the music out of me and just get it get it out there so started speaking message caught fire podcast did pretty good and here we are fast forward 10 years man and uh Still haven't cashed a paycheck from anybody except myself. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> so there's so many golden nuggets in your message. When you actually told your wife, hey, honey, I think that I'm going to quit this incredible job with this corner office running this, I think you, you said the $90 million yep. unit. What did she say? Well, first of all, incredible job is an oxymoron. There's no right. such thing, but it's like jumbo shrimp. When I told her, she was, you know what? My wife's always been supportive, always, 100%. Now, I've had some lame brain ideas, man. I'm, the, I'm like the cons- consummate infomercial. I, uh, I own the Ginzu <laughs> knives. And I bought all the carton sheets, invest with no money down. Tom Boo! And then uh, I told her I'm quitting my job. She goes, you know what? You never see us, so you might as well just be traveling all the time. And I was like, you know, that's true. Like, I remember one time. Um, I was traveling to Destin, Florida for a conference with all the managers in our company, and I said, hey, I called home. Madeline asked for me. She goes, no, I mean, you're never here anyway. And she didn't say it as a dig. It's just like, no, I mean, she just thinks you're still at work. Think about that. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're out of town, and your kid doesn't even know you're out of town because you're never home anyway. And you just mm. That's when you know you're just a loser. So that was it. My wife was really supportive because she knew that it meant more family time, and she was like, oh, you can definitely do this. And I was like, Really? <laughs> I think so, because I don't know what I'm doing. And so, uh, we, but we have fun together, man. You know, we've been together since 96 and, that, you know, dated for a couple of years and then got married in 98. And so she's seen me do these lame brain ideas. But this was something that was different because I had the passion and I knew that I had the passion to do this. So that, that was different from all the other, you know, crazy stuff I did. This I actually had like a fire burning for, you know. Speaking of passion, passion is such a key ingredient. As you know, Sam, to being successful, it, you know, I always say that once you find that one thing that calls to you, it doesn't even feel like work. You feel that you're actually swimming with the current versus going against it, I say. And I know that passion plays a huge role in both your business and personal life. When you were going through it, the rough and lean years, we'll call it, what was the one thing that kept you going? Maybe the one passion moment that kept you going when maybe other people were saying, man, you must be crazy. What are you doing? I don't think it's a moment. It's just a mindset. It's like either you're going to listen to other people and I don't take you know, I don't know anybody that would go out and just knowingly take financial advice from a broke person. Yet, You'll let your negative know-it-all Uncle Carl talk you out of doing a great business deal because Uncle Carl's been in a factory 40 years and he's got his, you know, retirement and his 401k and all that stuff. And you just, you don't go talk to average people about an above average circumstance. And that's where I drew the line. That passion for me, I would take people for coffee. Look, millionaires don't mind having a cup of coffee bought for them. I mean, 
I would take people to Starbucks, Panera Bread, different coffee shops, and just pick their brain about. And what would even be better is if they had filed bankruptcy before, which I found out a lot of people did that were really successful. Hmm. And and then it really got me thinking. You know, I've got this thing. I just got to keep the fire burning, and and it's going to go out if I hang around the people I used to. So I just deleted everybody out of my cell phone, and I just got new friends. I went and got new friends. It's like I went to the store. I got, I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll, I don't want you, but I'll take you. You know, and that's kind of who I started surrounding myself with. What a great story and what a great success strategy and golden nugget. Hacker Nation, I hope you were just taking notes because Sam mentioned that passion is such a key ingredient and he said it was a mindset. It was something that he needed to delete some of his old school way of thinking, negative broke friends and maybe even his broke Uncle Carl. <laughs> out of his phone and start surrounding yourself with people that are playing big. And like you mentioned, which we talk about all the time on the show, which is find a mentor. And Sam said something really, really profound, which was even millionaires want a cup of coffee bought for them, which Sam, I want you to kind of expound on that. So if someone's listening to this saying, man, I want to make my every day a Saturday a reality. I want to get out of my corporate job and do something that I'm really passionate about. I might know a person or two that could possibly help me. What would you suggest that they do in order to get on someone's radar that is doing some huge things? Learn how to speak their language. I mean, you don't go up to them. Uh, you certainly wouldn't send a text message abbreviating your with you are instead of <laughs> I'd like to buy lunch for you, put the number four. I mean, you know, you don't do that. That's stupid. Stupid people, you know, I'm just, they don't do that stuff. They don't want, there's nobody going to lunch with you like that. If you want to go to lunch or you want to go to dinner, or you want to just hang out with somebody, these people put their pants on one leg at a time, man. It ain't that big a deal, but they're certainly not going to waste their time with somebody who can't effectively communicate. Why would they do that? Like, not even if you're a millionaire. I mean, just a normal, educated, successful, small business owner in Lincoln, Nebraska would not go to Starbucks with a cup of coffee with someone who's going to waste their time. The only thing we got is time. We're not going to waste it. So I would, I would encourage you to speak the success language, which is simply learning how to communicate with somebody. If, you're a, if somebody's a small business owner, let's say they own a bunch of real estate and you want to be a real estate investor. So what you need to do is edify the person. Say, hey, Joe, it's, I, I'll tell you what I would do. Hey, it's Sam Crowley. I have been watching you for five years. I'm amazed at your skyrocketing success. I see you all over the news. And I see your success. I want to be the next Joe Smith. I'm buying the coffee. You let me know the day and the time, and I'm going to keep it to 30 minutes. But I just want to, at the very least, say I met Joe Smith. Now, here's what's going to happen. You're going to say that to 10 guys, and most are say yes, but some are going to say no. And if the first two say no, then you're going to curl up in a ball in the fetal position and cry that Joe Smith declined an invitation. That's silly. Don't give any emotion to it. It's just like going through the drive-thru at McDonald's. You hear the attendant say, you want fries with that? And you say no. Like, oh my God, you don't want fries with your burger. I quit. (laughs) Don't get anxious. Don't fear and worry. It's like a down payment on a problem that's never going to happen. Just be cool about life. I mean, you may be hit by a bus tomorrow. Why are you worried about Joe turning down a cup of coffee with you? Great, great advice. So we have a segment on the show called the light bulb moment, the aha moment, if you will, Sam. So share with Hacker Nation maybe a moment when you knew that you were onto something big. Maybe it wasn't a dream anymore, but your business, the Everyday is Saturday brand actually was coming into its own. Do you remember a time when that happened? 
like it was freaking yesterday, man. I'm telling you what. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio. We had just uh, we moved to Pennsylvania for about nine months. I had some rental properties back there I had to take care of. Moved the whole family there. I moved the whole family back to our home in Cincinnati. And I was shoveling sidewalks in, in March, April of 2008. And I was thinking, wow, I mean, this isn't the life of a speaker. Who shovels sidewalks from 7 a.m. till 10 every morning? And then, you know, go chase and rent down. So we got back to Cincinnati. I get a phone call. The lady was a promoter. said, hey, we just listened to your podcast. We want to bring you out to the Hilton Hawaiian Village and have you speak to about 1,500 people. They're paying eight grand a ticket. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm free. So I go out there. It was a $25,000 keynote, okay? Paid me 25 grand to go speak to this group of people. And it was a frenzy. It was a four-hour keynote. My wife said, what are you going to talk about for four hours? I go, I have no idea. But you know what? Going to Hawaii, it's all I know. So I went out there, created a PowerPoint on the fly. I shared the stage with a guy named Lee Brower. He and I were the only two speakers the entire week of the event. And he was a guy that was in The Secret at the time, a big movie that hit around that time. And he was a, he's the founder of those Gratitude Rocks. And I spoke for four hours, crushed it. And the message was so well received because they were entrepreneurs. And I, and I took a couple things away. Number, number one, you can never say the wrong thing to the right people. I mean, these people were hungry, hungry for an entrepreneurial message, and I delivered it. And number two, there's nothing to fear anymore. I can do what I want to do my whole life. I envision this moment of being on stage in front of people, and it happened, and I got paid to do it, and I had a great time, and I was never nervous. I was just excited. Like, I was never fearful that I would flub the dub or, you know, I would say something stupid or I wouldn't, my PowerPoints wouldn't work or anything like that. I knew that I'd been preparing for this moment, and just 90 days before that, I was shoveling sidewalks wondering, hmm. am I ever going to get my chance? And I mean, is this ever going to happen? And the light bulb that went off after that when I was flying back on the plane from Hawaii to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Cincinnati, I, it's an overnight flight from Hawaii, Honolulu to Atlanta. You get in around 8.30 in the morning. And on that flight, I remember never sleeping one time, just keeping my eyes wide open, looking out the window, Scott, of the airplane as we were going over the Pacific Ocean, thinking... I've arrived. Hmm. This is everything I've ever wanted, man. If this plane goes down now, my life is complete because I finally did one thing in my life that I said I was going to do. I dropped out of college. I quit my job. I've quit several jobs. I've never done anything that I really, really wanted to do. And all it took was just staying in the game, man, and continuing to put out good content around my passion of being an entrepreneur. And I remember that flight when we landed in Atlanta. Everybody was groggy. They got those neck pillows. They slept on the flight. I was still wide awake. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still had a flight to take from Atlanta to Cincinnati. And we touched down in Cincinnati. I was still wide awake at 11 in the morning thinking, I can't get to sleep. I'm that excited about what just happened over the last few days of my life. And I hope everybody listening gets an opportunity to really have that kind of a moment in your life. What a great story. And, you know, I know from experience as well that once you find that thing, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works, but the universe puts the right opportunities, the right people right in front of you. But I want to go back for a second. You said something profound, which was they found me through your podcast. And if I recall you telling the story, you started your podcast with some change in your pocket and you would speak in your computer by yourself, just again, on fire, making things happen, encouraging people to make their everyday Saturday, become an entrepreneur, monetize their passion, all those things. And you made $25,000 in a four hour span on stage because someone found you on a podcast that you were doing for free. Exactly. I would pull over on Main Street and uh, I, would re I would open up this Vizio PC 
it had a built-in microphone, and I would just start screaming into the computer. People would look at me like, well, who's he? There's nobody in the car. Who's he yelling at? And I would re- be recording my podcast, and I would upload it to iTunes, and then I would go grab lunch, and then I would go back to collecting rent, shoveling sidewalks. I mean, look, there's no guarantee you're ever going to have that kind of success, but I'll tell you what, you're never going to ever have it if you don't at least put yourself out there. And I was subject to ridicule and made fun of and people telling me I've lost my mind, but I didn't care anymore. I honestly... I didn't care. The only thing I cared about was providing for my family and trying to chase this dream I had about being an entrepreneur and being a speaker. So, yeah, they found me. You know, they found me. You know what's even funnier, the best part of that story? They found me because they were looking for another guy. And I can't say his name because I don't have the permission, but I interviewed him on my show. And when they went to find him, they found me interviewing him and liked me better. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that craziest thing you ever heard? Oh, that's fantastic. Fortuitous, my friend. Yeah, it's nuts, man. But that's what happens when you put yourself out there. You get in the game. Take us back, Sam, to a specific time or an event in your entrepreneurial endeavors when you failed, but you actually failed forward and actually took that failure and really used it as fuel to your success fire. Do you remember a time? Oh, God. I mean, pick which one. <laughs> Quiznos, I lost three hundred grand and went bankrupt, but that would be too easy to choose as a failure because that's like that's like the atom bomb of failure. That's like you just drop it on your life and everything's done. A lady approached me about speaking to her MLM group in Rockford, Illinois. You know where Rockford is, right? Of course. So Cincinnati to Rockford's about eight hours. And I didn't know where Rockford was, but I didn't care. So this was right when I started speaking. And so I said, Yeah, I'll be there. It was like a Thursday night, and I should have known because the event, if you want to call it an event, was to take place above a machine shop in downtown Rockford, <laughs> Illinois. And I was like, okay. So I dressed, I got this black suit and blue tie I used to wear all the time because it's the only suit and tie I owned at the time. And so I wore it everywhere in photos and speaking every time. I mean, any photo you saw me in 2007, I always had a black suit and blue tie on. So I drove to Rockford, Illinois, and long story short, nobody showed up. Not one person. Not mm. one. Not one. I drove eight hours, stayed at like a Red Roof Inn, some place up there. I don't even know what it was, and smelled the smoke. And I drove over there above the machine shop. I walk in. They got an overhead projector, and <laughs> nobody's there except the lady who booked me. She goes, huh, well, I guess nobody's coming. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. But then I remember listening to Les Brown, who said that he had his first event. He booked for a whole weekend. He was expecting 3,000 people to show up and five showed up oh my god and that's Les Brown so if it's good enough for Les Brown it's good enough for Sam Crowley and that the lesson I took back that huge failure because I had to drive you know I talked about the how great I felt flying back from Hawaii to Cincinnati when I drove from Rockford to I took a day off work but the big failure you know that I learned was when you value your time then you will start earning more income I gave away everything to go there and i didn't even ask any questions you ask better questions you get better answers and when you really protect your time and say all right my time is worth x amount of money i'm not going to drive anywhere anymore to to speak and nobody's going to show up that helped me out a ton man it was a huge massive failure but you know what happened never happened again it's it hasn't happened in eight years and it's never going to happen because i pre-qualify everybody now life is a chain of events. I, I spoke one time in Orlando and 30 people showed up, but one of them was a promoter who put me on a stage where I made a hundred grand in an hour. Wow. So you don't know, man, you just show up. I think life, like they say, not to be cliche, but life really is about showing up because you never know. You're one connection away from exploding your business. And it's happened to me on a number of occasions. I've spoken at an event where there's literally a handful of people there. There's more people right now in my house 
than would be at an event, but yet one person there was well-connected and got me on a huge stage. What a great golden nugget that you just shared, which was you could have tucked tail and said, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm going back to my corporate job. But you looked at it and said, you know what, what can I learn from this? I'm going to ask better questions. I'm going to qualify people in the future. And something, if, if it's okay for Les Brown, one of the most influential speakers on the planet, and he went through his failure, well, this is maybe just a building block to something bigger and better. Yeah, that's all you got to look at, man. I mean, look, you can't, again, people that are too emotionally attached to their brand or themselves or things like that, you're taking yourself way too seriously. It ain't that big a deal. The premise of the show, Sam, is not only to empower current or would-be entrepreneurs, but also to share certain shortcuts or what we call hacks on how they might be able to get their success quicker. If someone's listening saying, I want to break free from the shackles, as Sam calls it, from my corporate job. I want to follow my passion. Is there something that they can do, like right now, that could get them on their way? Here's what I would do. I don't know. I think this will answer your question. It's a different probably spin to most answers you get to this question. It's a great question, by the way. I've never been asked this one before. I would go to Amazon.com and I would find authors in the niche that you want to be in, whether that's computer programming, video editing, gardening, speaking, entrepreneurship, or whatever, you know, electronics. Find people that have written books on your niche and reach out to them. Reach out to them in a sense that you want to connect with them. Now, what do you got to do? You have to have something. Now, I used to do this little bit of a hack with my podcast. I would search. At that time, it was Barnes & Noble. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, not that Amazon wasn't around, but it wasn't this behemoth that it is today. So I would find authors, and I'd say, hey, I see the book you wrote. I'd love to interview you on my podcast. And they would come on. They're like, wow, that's great exposure. I would say I have a show that's downloaded worldwide. Now, whether that meant 100 people were downloading or 100,000, it doesn't matter. It was worldwide at right. the time. And worldwide means outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. So I, I very specific answer to the question is go to Amazon, find authors in your niche, ask to interview them for your blog. I mean, look, in this day and age, everybody needs to have either a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, a Facebook page, Twitter account, something where you can give somebody else exposure to your brand. And they're not going to do so much due diligence that, yeah, again, here you go again, though. You're thinking, well, nobody's going to say, well, then you're out of the game already. Why mm-hmm. even bother starting? My, my contention would be a good hack to get going is to ask people online that have written books if you can interview them, get closer to them, bring their product out to your audience, your Facebook page, whatever, and just align yourself. That's it. Just align yourself. I did this with Bob Proctor and Les Brown and Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul guy. I mean, all of these individuals I've interviewed on my show because I simply reached out to them. And that was a great – I mean, look, Bob Proctor has gone, come on my own show. Les Brown has come on my show. Mark Victor Hansen has been on my show because I've used that exact tactic that got me very close to thought leaders within my industry. And I think everybody listening, Scott, would probably want to be closer, one degree less separated from a thought leader in their industry. Well, you're right. We have never had that answer on the show, and that is such a great success hack and strategy. So is there maybe a secondary hack that you can share on how you went about getting not only them on your podcast, but also I know that you've also spoken on stage with the likes of Les Brown? Let's say – let's take – that's a great question. So let's get away from the business I'm in and let's say you're a jeweler in a local town in middle America or somewhere around the world and you want more customers. So I think we would both agree customers are good for business. So you want to have more customers come in your shop. Then you go to a bakery. You go to uh, a restaurant up the street and say, hey, let's do – and remember these two words, joint venture. Mm -hmm. Joint venture equals 
win-win. If you're an entrepreneur, get in the habit of doing a lot of joint ventures. So take that first hack, use it if it applies to you. The second one I'm talking about is you got to get good at the joint venture business. And a joint venture is simply, let's say you promote the restaurant inside of your jewelry business and the restaurant promotes your jewelry to their customers with a coupon on their placemat. Everybody who spends this much gets a discount over here. And you work together with local businesses to help build their audience and their brand, that they'll build your audience and your brand. And that, Scott, look, the joint venture business has been around since the beginning of time. It's not like I invented this, but the one thing I'm a big fan of is leveraging. You have to have something to leverage. Using the excuse, which is really all it is, that I'm just getting into business, I don't have anything, that's just an excuse. That's just limiting yourself. It's limiting your belief. It's limiting your assets. It's limiting your resources. And it's going to limit your bank account most of all. What a great piece of advice. And you know what? I, I want to give Sam a shout out. You know, I'm a big believer in giving credit where credit's due. So Hacker Nation, just as an aside, Sam Crowley is the reason why I am also in the podcasting business. Sam and I have been buddies for for quite some time, and I consider Sam not only a great friend, but also a mentor of mine. And one of the things, as I made the leap from corporate America, similar to Sam, over to becoming an entrepreneur, as a business coach, as a speaker, as a leadership trainer, now as a podcast creator, developer, etc., Sam said to me, Scott, you need to develop and create your brand. And I knew what he meant, but I didn't really know what he meant, if you know what I mean. And I heeded his advice, and I started to talk into my computer at my kitchen table with another podcast that I had back in the day. And I also started to create CDs and audios, and I started to develop my brand through YouTube and through Twitter and all these other things that Sam told me that I needed to do. So if you're out there listening saying, I don't know what to do, as Sam said, go out there and create something. Create some sort of a platform that you can then do a joint venture with other entrepreneurs. Is that what I'm hearing, Sam? Exactly, man. I mean, look, you can get there a lot faster working with somebody else, and you just have to own it. You just have to say, I have something of incredible value to offer, and you'll get there. I promise you will. Sam, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever whatever comes to mind, just answer it. Sam Crowley, are you ready for the randomness round? Let it rip, Scott. Best advice you've ever received. Don't worry about what other people think about you because they're not paying attention anyway. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? 40 minutes of jump rope. I am addicted to jumping rope. You now own a time machine. Sam Crowley, I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 25-year-old self? Stay out of the bars, buddy. You're there way too much. No, I would say, yeah, which is true. I was 25 in Buffalo, New York, down in 1993. Oh, my God. I was a complete train wreck. I would, I would give that kid advice to go for it right now. Don't wait for the perfect plan because it ain't ever going to happen. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Ready, fire, aim, baby. Just do it. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I sound exactly like Frank Sinatra naked in the shower singing the summer wind perfectly, but I can't do it any other time. And trust me, we're not going to make you sing that. Trust me. (laughs) I'm ready, dude. Well, I can't because I'm not in the shower. Exactly. Last question of the randomness round, Sam. When your life is near the end, what do you want your legacy to be? That I was a good father. 
Sam, I know that you and your family have been experiencing a life-changing event lately. Can you share what's been happening in the Crowley household and how our Hacker Nation might be able to help? Yeah, man. I, uh, we had a baby girl, Susan, our fourth daughter, last August. She was born at 24 weeks, and she weighed just one pound, and she wasn't given much of a chance at all to live. I mean, really, none. Uh, we thought she might live a day or two. Uh, but one day led to one week, which led to a few weeks, which led to a few months, and she just came home after 221 days in the hospital. Now she's in our home. She's on a ventilator 24 hours a day to help her lungs uh, develop. She has a tracheostomy tube to allow her to breathe. And all of that sounds really nasty probably to the average. It certainly would to me if I wasn't you know, f- familiar with the process. But our baby girl now, uh, Susan Crowley, is going to be off of that ventilator hopefully within the next year. She'll have her trach tube probably out by her second or third birthday. And by the time she goes to kindergarten, she'll be bouncing around on the playground just like any other kid, Scott. And what started out as a situation that we, you know, when a baby's born at 24 weeks, you really don't get much of a vote. I mean, it's like 50-50. It's not even 50-50. It's less than that that she's going to live. And if she does live, it's an 85% of a profound neurological disorder that they're going to have. And we've seen these kids in the hospital through our 220-day journey of staying there with our daughter. And uh, that's not her. So I'm spreading the word about the miracle of life and our brand now, One More Breath. And you can plug into it uh, simply just at everydayasaturday.com because I'm always talking about my daughter. You can just plug into the message at that site and uh, I'll I'll share the inspiration with you. And I know, Hacker Nation, that if you want to give back, I know Sam has started a Kickstarter campaign. Not sure when you're going to be listening to this, but if there's some time left by the time you are listening to this and you maybe want to give back to the One More Breath campaign, you can also find that at everydayissaturday.com. Is that correct, Sam? Yep. uh, You'll get all the information through our list there. Yep. So, Sam, this has been absolutely incredible. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and also sharing these awesome success strategies and hacks with Hacker Nation. So, Sam, where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? The best place, like I just said previously, that everything kind of flows through everydayissaturday.com. Head on over there, and I've got a daily podcast, uh, very similar to Scott here, and an online radio show that you can plug into at no charge, and and just kind of kick around the site. And uh, I think you'll be really inspired, especially if you want to kind of squeeze the last bit of toothpaste out of the tube of life. And uh, Scott, thanks for the platform, man. I'm proud of what you're doing and getting the success hacker brand built and the message out man you're doing great stuff well i appreciate yeah i appreciate that sam and last question where can people follow you on twitter at sam crowley c-r-o-w-l-e-y at sam crowley so hacker nation make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with sam along with other really cool resources that we have on the site Also, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. You can do this by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab, and then clicking subscribe to the show on the iTunes page. By doing this, you are allowing the show to grow and in turn impact and empower more people from all over the globe. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter, at ScottHanson1210, at ScottHanson1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.